Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose No Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner Jay Goldovich. And now, here's Jay. And good evening, and welcome to the Bose Nose Show. And it's another bright and sunshiny day here in downtown Elmira, Oregon. And welcome to the show. And if you want to get in on the show, you can uh, just call us at 646-721-9887. You just have to press 1 to uh, let Robin know that you want to get in on the conversation. Or you can email us at talk at krbnradio.net. So... I've got a guest this week, but before we jump into the guest, I just want to real quick um, talk a little bit about what's happening on the national scene, you know, with with the shootings in Dallas, uh, you know, the issues uh, that are all going around and the protesting and everything. And I just want to ask everyone to step back a little bit, you know, wait till you have all the information about the situation. Um, don't judge people by the fact that they're a member of a group. Judge them as individuals. And don't let folks divide you by groups. One of the worst things that's happening to our country right now is group identification. And, it, and as soon as you allow yourself to be identified purely as a member of a group, one, you're, you're, you're immediately allowing people to stereotype, and two, you're giving up your sovereignty as an individual. And it's something we should never do. And as soon as we decide that we're going to have group identity and group rights and group issues, it it immediately divides this country. Because as soon as you do that, you end up um, pitting yourself against somebody else or being identified as a group so that, you know, somebody can be against that group. We need to go beyond that. We need to unify as a country. We need to ignore our group identities. You know, I, you know, I'm the white male, you know, Caucasian, uh, over 55. So, you know, I fit a certain group, so to speak. But I would defy anybody to say that I am the typical white male Caucasian over 55. You know, if anyone knows me personally. I, I don't fit well into any stereotype for multiple reasons. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't expect anyone else to fit well into a group or stereotype. You know, it, it's just something that this country needs to move beyond and, and get down to recognizing that only individuals hold rights and we should judge individuals for what they are at, by their actions and words not by how they look or what group they are a member of. Uh, and I, that, that's all I really have to say about those issues. But, you know, please, let's, let's look for ways we can unite versus ways we can divide ourselves into groups. Uh, and that will make us a stronger country because it only serves those that wish to have power over us to allow them to separate us into groups and to have us divided because as we're divided, they can take power and control and and use that division to further their 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 gains against the individual. So please think of yourself as an individual, think of others as individuals and we'll all be a better country for that. So today's Bose Nose Show, um, we're gonna get into a little bit different subject right now. And and We've got an event coming up here in Lane County in Cottage Grove called Rally Around the Flag. And my guest today is Bob Soden. Soden. I'm sorry I pronounced that, mispronounced that, Bob. And Bob is one of the um, event organizers. And so I'd like to bring Bob on here and uh, tell us a little bit about your background, Bob, and how you, how you ended up being involved in Rally Around the Flag. Well, thank you, Jay. Uh, I suppose we go back to 2009 and 10. 
Uh, I was not really interested in, in anything that was going on particularly, you know, living life and retirement. And I actually just retired then and not paying much attention. And then uh, uh, I was watching Glenn Beck on the radio, on TV, and, and just can't believe in what I could hear. I just can't be for real. And as I looked into it, I realized, yeah, stuff is, was going on is, is, is really something that is happening. And about that time, Cottage Grove uh, 912 started with Pam Duffy, started uh, the 912 group in Cottage Grove, and I went to the meetings, and first meeting, and uh, had to decide whether I was going to go back or not, and the wife said yes, so I went back and uh, got involved. That's what everybody needs to do is to to get involved in, in what's going on, whether it's local or even even the national level. So that got me started, and uh, then in uh, 2010, uh, there was a 912 convention in Turner, Oregon, and uh, College Grove 912. We had a booth there, and I attended. And at there at that uh, convention, they they started a coalition of, of 912s and Tea Party folks. Uh, was called the uh, Citizens in Action. And so I got involved on that part, uh, working with, with the Citizens in Action. And uh, uh, a year or so into it, we uh, the, the the folks decided to change the name to Oregon Liberty Coalition. So we changed the name to Oregon Liberty Coalition. That's where it's been for the last few years. Uh, and uh, we're an autonomous group. The, the coalition is it's uh, nonpartisan patriot groups and. Yeah, we basically uh, are, are on the founding, princ founding principles and the God-given rights that are predicted in the uh, U.S. and Oregon Constitution. And basically the mission was to encourage and facilitate citizen participation in the political process and, you know, give citizens a, a voice and, and in, in demanding constitutional governance. Uh, so that's been our main uh, uh, issues were constitutionally limited government, physical responsibility, and free markets. And so those groups, there's about 40 groups now that, uh, that have been here for some time uh, uh, working together. So this is the time where we can get to come together at a rally. And this is our, our third rally around the flag. Uh, we've had some interesting guests over the years. Uh, we started off with... Uh, in 2014 with uh, protecting our rights, defending our liberty. And we had uh, some land rights issues. We had uh, David Honeycutt and Rob Taylor in Coos County uh, come and speak. And uh, we had uh, uh, Gordon Falks came and talked there. Uh, Gordon Falks and uh, George Taylor, uh, meteorologists, they talked about the uh, uh, the global warming and some of the fallacies that are out there that are just not true. So that was a very good good one. We also had uh, uh, a, a whistleblower, an NSA whistleblower, Diane Rourke. Then in, uh, let's see, 2015, we had, uh, getting more towards land issues, we had uh, Utah Representative Ken Ivory from American Lands Council come in. Uh, we had Noah Wall from Freedom Works. Uh, uh, came and spoke, and uh, we had a panel uh, with Ken Ivory. Mark Anderson was the uh, moderator, and we had David Honeycutt, uh, Rob Taylor, John Charles from Cascade Policy, and Dennis Lithicum, and uh, Doug Rittenthal. It was a very good uh, panel. Uh, everybody had a great time. We learned a lot. But now we're getting to 2016, and uh, you know, we've had a lot of things go off, uh, you know, with the transfer of public lands, uh, went uh, went through Oregon legislature, not this last short session, but the session before. So it was time to, where's the solutions at? And uh, uh, what came up, uh, we started talking about our next, the third rally around the flag and wanted to try to, what are the solutions? Who's Who has actually done something that worked? That's what we were looking for. We want to see somebody who actually did something and it worked. And in our discussions on the committee, we, we started talking about uh, Doyle Shamley, uh, who is from Apache County. And uh, they were able to to uh, 
use the use the county commissioners to do an or uh, do a resolution and then an ordinance that uh, put the control of the of the uh, the forest into the hands of the commissioners at the local level. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I I don't know a whole lot. That's what we're having the rally, so he can come speak. <laughs> He's got quite a background. Uh, the uh, bio is on the website, uh, Oregon Liberty Coalition dot uh, org, one uh, one word and dot org, and uh, he's he's uh, spoke at several groups. Uh, uh, I'm looking at it now. Uh, the county stewarders plan is kind of what he's called what he has called this before, is where where the county commissioners have a chance with jurisdiction uh, and the uh, the welfare of their constituents and the forest uh, conditions were just so bad as they are here that the, taking it to the county level. So this is just one of the solutions that has come up. I mean, there's still a transfer of public lands out there, and hopefully, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got wind that it'll be back into the legislature at the next session. So I look forward to uh, you know with the Oregon Liberty. With the Oregon Citizens Lobby working on that issue to to uh, bring it to bear, and maybe we can get some progress on transferring the public land into into state control, or I'd like I like the local control. Maybe the state can bring it down to county level. Uh, be we'd be I'd be looking for that. Uh, besides Doyle Shamley, uh, he's on. He's uh, speaking at 10:30. Uh, the event. Uh, uh, didn't get into the details on the event. It's uh, in Cottage Grove, as, as Jay ne- uh, mentioned, at the at the the WOE Fairgrounds. It's got an exposition building, an outdoor stage, uh, plenty of parking. It's right next door to the Speedway. So the people who are familiar with the area, it's uh, you go to the Speedway and then you're right there. And it'll be from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. <clears throat> Uh, besides Doyle Shalmy speaking, we'll have uh, uh, Freedom Works, uh, Jack Atkins. Uh, he'll be talking about the Regulatory Action Center. Freedom Works has a program uh, to help help us get, identify the the uh, overreach by the federal government on regulations. So they'll be having they have a, a an action center that they're actually sending out alerts on these. Who can you contact? You know, let them know that you know you don't like this one, or or you support this one. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Uh, and then we have uh, Holly Swanson. She's an author of Set Up and Sold Out and Training for Treason. It's the it's the green movement that has moved into the the schools, and uh, she's a, a, a an excellent speaker. She can talk about this stuff and uh, about how it has just creeped in. And students have no choice. I'm sure we're all familiar with what happened in Portland recently. Uh, the schools uh, want to ban books, and uh, are the ones who are skeptic. And believe me, there are plenty of skeptics out there. Uh, then at two, we have uh, Oregon Lands Issues Panel. Uh, the moderator again this year, thankfully, is, is uh, Mark Anderson from I Spy Radio. Uh, we have Rob Taylor back with Coos County Watchdog. And if you're anywhere in the Coos County, that's uh, go to that website. Go to his Facebook page. Uh, they've, they're on all the issues over on that side. The great group, uh, Loma Warden uh, Liberators down in Roseburg. Uh, their group is concentrates on a lot of the issues down in, the, in Southern Oregon, and uh, she's she's right on on jurisdiction and all the land issues. She's uh, very very informative. Uh, Ron Smith, I'm not as familiar with Ron Smith. Uh, it was recommended to me from uh, uh, Karen Darnell. He's a he's with the Josephine County Paloma Grange, and he's a miner. That's why I want what he wanted uh, Ron on there because uh, we want to get a miner's perspective. Uh, then uh, Senator Herman uh, Archchager, he's from Grants Pass, and I I don't have a lot of information personally. I, he just comes very well recommended. On, on the land issues. Uh, then there's Nick Smith, uh, Healthy Forests and Healthy Communities. Uh, if you've been to his site, uh, it's uh, well worth going there. It's Healthy Forests, Healthy Communities. Uh, Nick Smith, uh, he's, he's uh, 
right on all the all the issues that are confronting us in Oregon with the uh, with the uh, forest management and uh, road access. Uh, you you name it, he's right there. And we have our our uh, Faye Stewart, our Lane County Commissioner, who is uh, right on on the uh, the land issues. He was on the Transfer of Public Lands Commission. Uh, uh, I think it was last year. They had, they had a committee on that. So Faye Stewart is very familiar with with the forest angle on this. So it was really our the our committee's uh, uh, what we're trying to make make uh, was a balance between the the all the people who use the forest you know to get our control back and see what the, all these people have to say and there, there'll be plenty of people in the audience that'll that'll have a lot of questions so i'm like, quite excited about this year's rally uh it sounds like quite a panel there and uh <laughs> what's interesting about commissioner stewart um my fellow commissioner is his family you know uh, does have um you know, not not his dad, but his uncles and and grandfather uh, are part of uh, the old Bohemia Timber Company. So he has a good good knowledge of timber, but he also has his own um, mining claim. So uh, you know, he kind of comes from both sides of both having some timber interest background and mining interest background. So um, you kind of get multiple facets with Commissioner Stewart and the fact that you also served on that uh, Transfer of Public Lands uh, Committee, uh, which was kind of an eye-opener to him in some ways about how much um, cost would actually um, befall the state and local governments if those lands are transferred. So it's, it's uh, um, uh, it, 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 it's, he's a, a good person to have on that because I think he'll bring some very interesting perspectives. Yeah, that was that was that was my thoughts too. I, I I was really he was one of the last ones to sign on because he wasn't sure he may have had something another commitment. I was just so thankful that they uh, they made it because uh, again he has the background. I've I've talked with Faye many times. We sat over coffee a few times, and he's just he understands. You know, it's, it's the yeah. solution that we really want to come to, and this is what I'm I'm really praying that this will come out of this, is we'll have that solution, a compromise of, of transfers, of, of getting that level of control down to where, where the forest is. You know, we, we're, right now we, we have bureaucrats in Washington maintaining our forest. I'm sorry. Unacceptable. Yeah. We need to get that control back down to our local level where you actually yeah, understand what's going on. Yeah, and it's not just the... the you know, it's interesting. It's not just the federal lands um, that where the federal overreach is coming. And it's interesting you'll have somebody there from uh, Freedom Works uh, to talk a little bit about that. But probably the most interesting thing I'm starting to deal with as commissioner, commissioner. is uh, is the biological opinion that has come out from the national um, uh, fisheries folks on the FEMA floodplain program and their flood insurance program specifically. And that biological opinion is kind of requiring FEMA to completely redo floodplain regulation and their flood insurance programs. So either you could opt out of having flood insurance in your area uh, completely or um, so you don't have to deal with this, but if you do, you know, if you don't, you know, which is makes it very difficult for folks to to buy and sell real estate if that's any even close to a flood floodplain. Um, the uh, the biological opinion is basically going to make uh, a lot of private lands in Oregon uh, undevelopable, you know, and public lands too, and particularly for Lane County. Um, you know, some of our our you know, our fairgrounds and our Serbu um, youth campus, uh, both are situated in floodplain, even though it only has about six inches of inundation, so it's not really, you know, a, a serious floodplain issue. But under the new rules, uh, we may not be able to do any additional new development on those sites. So 
you know, it's not just about ownership of federal property. You know, those new regulations that are coming out of a biological opinion on salmon um, from some, you know, folks either up in Seattle or clear across the country in Washington, D.C. That, that really don't understand how unique Oregon's land use system is um, and that, you know, those floodplains we might be impacting within the city of Eugene's UGB are saving a lot of impact outside of, you know, you know how our, our land use system currently protects a lot of floodplain outside of UGBs. No recognition of that. They're treating Oregon exactly the same way they're treating Washington State in the biological opinion, even though we have completely different land use laws. So, you know, having the feds manage um, lands from Washington, D.C., really doesn't help any of us locally. So it would be very interesting to, to hear about um, how Doyle has managed to gain some local control there in Apache County in Arizona. I, I am planning personally to try and attend so I can hear, hear directly. I've, I've read several things out of Apache County. They, they've done some very interesting things relative to the federal government. Yes, you know, that you're talking about the floodplain thing. Uh, uh, I attended the uh, Dave Honeycutt Oregon Actions. Uh, they had a uh, an event, uh, a speakers talking about that uh, very thing. It's uh, very, very scary what they've done. I, what I could understand from what they talked about was uh, they've also taken the floodplain and doing the 100 to a 500 year which increases the chances of you're in a floodplain, a flood zone, because now you're looking at uh, 500 years or more uh, being in, in the floodplain, so then you're really stuck, like you say, about what are you going to do once you're in a floodplain? You can't build. Uh, it's just insane. Everything is insane on that area and land issues. That's why... Uh, with the Oregon Citizens Lobby is one of the one of the other areas that I that I went into uh, uh, very early on in I think it was 2011 2012 2011 uh, the conception of the uh, Oregon Citizens Lobby came up on one of the conference calls that I was attending at that time and I thought that was just sounded just the way to go let's keep our our legislators accountable on on the actions they do. On bills, uh, uh, you want me to talk a little bit about the Oregon Citizens Lobby, or? Yeah, sure. Because you know, I, it, it's one of the other reasons I wanted to hopefully get to in this conversation. Because I, I, I've talked with you about it in the past, as you were doing some research on bills, and you wanted some of my opinions about them. Um, and just for folks listening, uh, Oregon Citizens Lobby. Dot org. It's all, all one word, um, spelled together, you know, crammed together um, is their website if you want to find out more. But, um, and I want to remind people also if they want to get in on this conversation and, and find out a little bit more about either Rally Around the Flag or Oregon Citizens Lobby or, or just federal overreach in general, state overreach, uh, they can call 646-721-9887. And just press one, and that'll let Robin know you want to get in on the conversation. Or you can email us at talk at krbnradio.net. And even if you don't want to talk about that and you had something, you just burning question you had to ask me or, or a subject you wanted to broach, give us a call. So Oregon Citizens Lobby, um, tell me a little bit more about it, because I remember you were you would call it, you know, during the legislature as they were starting to introduce bills and all that stuff, you called me about a couple bills to get my opinions and, and what we were thinking. Um, tell us how that all works. Well, you know, why we call it Oregon Citizens Lobby, because that's all we are. You know, we do read the bills. And uh, I know that the, you know, the legislators that's have staffers that read the <laughs> So what? I say I said, if you guys read the bills, that's more than some of our legislators do. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay, because that, that was an important issue you know, with us is, is you know, we read the bills, and we may not understand. We're citizens. We're not legislators. You know, most of us that are, that are team leaders have some background or understanding of the, of, the, of, the, of the area of expertise that we're in. 
and uh, and I'm I'm in I'm the land land use uh, uh, team leader. Uh, I'm I'm not that much on it, but I, I understand a lot of the things that go along with with the land use. Uh, but again, I use people like you. I'm uh, legislators and people that are involved uh, with land use issues. Uh, Dave Honeycutt, uh, Steve Buckstein, uh, John Charles. I use you know they're all part of, of the advising team for me as a team leader. I'm, I I wouldn't be able to do a lot of it without them. Uh, we do as a team leader. We do a lot of research, but but the way the Oregon Citizens Lobby is set up is is we are let's see how do you put it. Uh, we start off with volunteers. We're all volunteers. Nobody gets paid. That way, you have no lobbyist that is uh, uh, that has any any ties to anything. You know, we're we're nonpartisan group. We try to keep it as as, as nonpartisan. And uh, you know, some of the issues that that come with some of these bills that go through there, you just you all you can do is cringe because you know the direction it's heading. So sometimes you're own opinions uh, get in get in the way, but uh, we're all citizens. The analysts we have, you can you know, you go to the Oregon Citizens Lobby uh, website. Uh, uh, there's a place on there to volunteer. Uh, that is something that we really really need as volunteers. We all everybody needs volunteers. But I think this issue here is just uh, something that everybody can kind of do. There's there's more than than one kind of volunteer. Uh, you go there to the site and, and uh, hit the sign up, and you'll go to a volunteer worksheet. There we go. And uh, you can you can uh, sign up for about anything. You can just sit back and get get alerts. Uh, if you have a comment or something, you can you can go you can come back to the team leaders or or whatever you want to do. Uh, we have uh, nine teams, uh, agriculture, environment, natural resources, economic development, and land use, uh, education, elections, initiatives, and referenda, energy and transportation, health care and welfare, law enforcement, military and firearms, state, county, and local government operations, and taxes and fees. That's our, our nine, nine areas that, that we look at as far as bills go. Uh, as a... Uh, and we do have some recruitment going on right now. We have a couple of uh, positions that are open. Some people have moved out of town. Uh, I miss those people when they move out. Uh, so if anybody has any any uh, expertise uh, on on some of these areas, uh, education, uh, government ops, energy and transportation, and there's some other positions in there that. Uh, we will be asking uh, folks if they can volunteer for. There's some with management in the uh, in the operations team of of uh, basically it's just uh, taking in uh, emails and transferring back to a, a group of people and being the being the communications for that for, the, uh, for that volunteers. So all the volunteers, uh, you can sign up. You can if you're an if you can you have an understanding and, and willing to read the bills. You can become an analyst. Uh, we have training for you, so you get an idea of how the things work. Uh, if you just want to call legislators or or on post of alerts, that's fine. And, you know, you can sign up and say yes. And we have a we have a spreadsheet that has everybody on there to make sure that they're contacted. Uh, a lot of folks like to give testimony at committees. Love to have those people come in. Then. Uh, the war room, we have a war room. We meet uh, uh, at a physical location in the Capitol once a week during session. And we gather around the table and, and we go over the, the bills that are going off right now. Uh, the legislators come in and, and visit with us. It's uh, To me, it's a fun time to, to be able to do all this and, and uh, have great speakers come in and, and talk to us about the bills and give us some of the inside stories, what's going on in the back rooms. It's, it's kind of exciting. Oh, it is to me. Uh, then, uh, you know, if you want to write or email legislators or, or you write letters to the editors or write testimony for bills or even be on the Twitter brigade. With a, uh, we have a, a Twitter account that uh, gets very active during the session uh, with uh, 
all the bills going through. So you can be on a Twitter brigade. Uh, let's see. So that, that's, those yeah. are the areas that, that we have need volunteers on. Yeah. So, you know, you guys have analysts, um, and you guys read the bills, you know, word for word and try and figure them out. Um, you know, what do you do with, you know, once you've read the bill? I mean, are you are you um, trying to, to, to score them as a good bill, bad bill, and then, then you're letting your folks know how to lobby one way or the other? What happens after you actually analyze the bill? Well, once we, once we get the bill uh, analyzed and we have – we do have a rating. We have scores. Uh, a high-scoring bill that that you know terribly bad or ter- or wonderfully good. Those we will tr- will bring them up as an action alert, and they're posted on on the the website by the team that, that's putting it out. And that's sent out. On, we have a Mailchimp uh, alert system. You can uh, sign up on on the website and and uh, receive those. Uh, Alerts regularly when they when the, when the, it's pretty quick when the when the legislation's in session you don't have time to do much but uh, we we give we give a pretty good rec, uh, recollection of what the bill is about and some of the things that are going on with it why it's good why it's bad and uh, let folks make their mind up on on how they want to vote on how they want to deal with these bills uh, and we actually hope people will write their legislator. Uh, either for or against the bill. That's the whole idea. Yeah. Uh, so, Bob, what are the, you know, what what makes you decide a bill is good or bad? What are, what are the things that, that Oregon citizens lobby? Um, how do they judge a good bill versus a bad bill? What, what What's their, you know, what's their, their angle? Almost every group seems to have an angle as to how they judge a bill, you know, if it's, you know, thousand friends of Oregon. It's whether it's you know environmentally, you know, they they have environmental principles they're judging against or something like that. If it's uh, you know AAA of Oregon, they're judging about whether it's going to cost people that drive cars money or not. You know, so what what's uh, what's Oregon citizen lobby's um, way of judging a good bill versus a bad bill? Well, we have five areas that we that we that we rate bills with. Uh, physical responsibility. Uh, the government should have a limited budget that reflects the vitality of the state's economy. So it's either going to be physical responsible or it's not. And so uh, the next thing we do is is uh, a free markets. Production and prices should be dictated by the laws of supply and demand without the interference of government in any way or of subsidies, subsidies price controls, or overburdensome regulations. Uh, the third one is limited government. Our government should be charged with administrating only those functions essentially to society that cannot be performed by private entities. Number four is local control. Governmental power and functions should be as close to the citizens as possible for maximum oversight, control, and responses. Uh, personal choice and responsibility is the fifth one. Citizens must be free to pursue life, liberty, and property without undue government interference, reaping your rewards, or bearing the consequences of their decisions. Those are the five things that we rate on. That's it. Wow, you guys are are, are an organization after my own heart. I, I had to describe five core principles personally. Uh, you guys are right in there with me. Um, so I, I, I love your principles. And, and I think, you know, what's interesting about the Oregon Citizens Lobby is I don't think there's another group that matches up quite to you guys for actually scoring bills. I think there's groups that may have share some of these same core principles, but I don't think they actually review, score, and, and, and rate bills whether they meet those five core principles. And uh, I think that's a, a, a great thing, and, and, I, and it now now means I need to sign myself up to at least get your ratings sent to me on a regular <laughs> basis. And, and, you know, like I said earlier about, you know, issues. You know, issues over principles. Issues, you know, they can be about anything, and they'll, they'll take their own life of their own. So you don't want to go by yeah. the issue itself. You know, what does that issue do? How does it reflect the physical responsibility, free market, all that? 
you know, so those are the easy way to go through it because you're not you're, you're not looking at at uh, at trying to say well this is bad because uh, this the policy is not good but why is the policy yeah. not good you, know, you don't want to get into policies and issues and it, it's very difficult but because uh, you can be overwhelmed by the issues and I think it's one of the things that really divides our nation. Uh, you talked a little bit in the beginning. Some of the divisions of our nation are the issues and the policies. You have to get down and see what the issue of the policy is doing. Why is it good or why is it bad? If you just do it, and I think one of the problems with a lot of the groups uh, out there and, and organizations, they they just focus on the issue without looking yeah. at everything okay. else. Around. And it's really hard. Yeah. And how that, you know, they also, you know, a lot of the, the lobbying groups, it's about how is that, you know, what's in it for my group? What's in it for me, you know, type thing. So if, if it's an industry group or uh, an environmental group or a union back group, it's about, you know, does this, how does this bill affect my group and was it good or bad for my group? Not whether it, how it, how it rates against a core set of principles which I think is, makes your group very powerful. And, you know, one of the things I'm going to ask you right here on the air, Bob, and put you on the spot is as we get closer to the legislature and they start putting bills out there through legislative days and the committee-generated bills and the agency-created bills that come in pre-legislation, and then once we get into the legislature, I would like to have you be a, a, at least a recurring guest for maybe a 10 minutes a show here, here and there, to kind of go over the, the good, bad, and the ugly um, <laughs> of what, how you've rated some bills, and maybe we can put some of those alerts out through the show, too, um, and get people rallying, because um, I think what your group's doing is really powerful. And, and you know, once the session starts, there are, there are bills that, that come up that are just uh, ridiculous. And you know it, and I know it. <laughs> like, no fake yeah. emergency. Uh, hopefully that does go through. We'll know in a few days on that. Uh, we can get that on on the ballot that we can vote on that. But the uh, putting an emergency clause on things just just <laughs> terribly terribly upsets me when I think about the things that they've done over the years with the, those kind of things. Uh, but one other thing, one I want to make sure before I ran out of any time here was uh, what do we do with that information? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we send out alerts and we ask people to do things, but we. Uh, we have a, a, a website that's called Track Their Vote, and you mm. you can go there. and And right now, it's right in the middle of, of being uh, revamped. I've seen uh, I've seen the new one so far, and they're they're still working on getting everything set up in it. But uh, last year, uh, the state, in their wisdom, decided to change the the way the input went into the uh, into the into the system. And that's what we draw off of. We drew off of that and fed it into our into our website and it would give us the results that we calculated on. But they changed the, the format. I think it had to do with some kind of security review that the state had on on some of their things that they do and that was one of them that they caught themselves on, so they changed it. And our the system that we had track of vote wasn't gonna work with it. So if you go to tractorvote.org, you'll see the tractor track a legislator. You can uh, click on on 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. But uh, you'll you'll notice that not all of it is working. The the older ones will work. You can go there, and if you want to read a 2012 lawmaker, you see how uh, you can select your lawmaker. I'm going to make sure it works. I'm <laughs> doing it right now. Very sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, that, that's, that one's not working because the system's not working. So a lot of it isn't working. That will be up soon. But we have we have a, a way to track uh, legislators, track a session. Uh, track a session. Let me see if that one's working yet or not. Let's see. Let's go to 2014. Yeah, okay, you go to 2014, and you'll get 2014 and probably 2015. Uh, gives We have a rating on, on our, our legislators by how they voted on the bills. Uh, you'll you'll see how we we put them together on on our kind of bills. It's a very interesting perspective. Uh, track a session. Uh, again, we'll have. Uh, I'll go to 2015. Let's, oh, yeah, that's not going to work. 
Yeah, some of this, some of this is not working. <laughs> but when it's yeah. working, it's really great. <laughs> uh, again, they really messed us up by by not. Uh, okay, here's another track and session is working here. Uh, so it's a hit and miss on our track to vote website until it gets all done. But it has that's all what happens back. when you. <laughs> Yeah, part part of being a volunteer organization is, is you you sometimes have trouble doing that sort of stuff, and then you also have to coordinate with a state system that we all know how well the state does on IT projects. Cover Oregon. Um, uh. Yes. Yeah, it was really embarrassing last year. You know, and we yeah you know, we just we were able to load the first batch of fills onto the onto the system, and then right in the middle of it, they changed. We really didn't even get a notice on it. All of a sudden, we realized we couldn't get him on there. Yeah. Yeah, and that, you know, that no notice from the state on a change in IT, yeah, wouldn't surprise me. It's interesting. I just uh, got Floyd Prozanski for 2014's ratings here. So, um, and they just have kind of thumbs up or thumbs down on how he voted on certain bills. That's pretty cool. There, There you go. There you go. Robin, before you I jump forget, in here? I, wanted to, I wanted to mention that uh, uh, the, the Bohemia Mining Days in the Cottage Grove is uh, coming up this week, uh, starting tomorrow uh, at the park in town. Uh, it'll be we'll, Cottage Grove 912 will have a booth. I uh, hope you guys, anybody's close enough to come, come and visit us. Uh, we'll also be in the parade. This has been a very busy, busy month for me. <laughs> uh, uh, it sounds like it. But uh, if anybody's interested uh, in in uh, in, uh, in going to a Cottage Grove 912 meeting, uh, we meet the first and third Monday of every month at Stacy's Cottage Grove Restaurant. And this Monday, we're it's going to be kind of a movie night, and we're going to be having uh, uh, showing the movie uh, Masters of Deceit by uh, Curtis Bowers. Uh, he came through uh, in 2010 with the Grinding America Down, a documentary on on the on the administration and, and the uh, communist uh, infiltration. Well, the the newest one is just goes really in depth on on really identifying the the parts of uh, of how the uh, communists have gotten into our our government. Uh, so we'll be showing that movie. Bring it up. I'm sorry. Have it up. Uh, sorry. That'd be the 18th. Uh, it'll be showing Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit, and it's a documentary. Uh, uh, you know, there's even more to it than just communism. You know, it, it, it's, it's down to, you know, the, the promotion of Islam and to the propaganda of climate change. He goes through the whole thing. You can kind of see how it moved from uh, uh, when when Russia fell and the wall went down and all that stuff. You can just see the progression of where where the influence went from uh, Gorbachev starting the uh, uh, Green Cross International, uh, falling into the, the, the climate change, the environmental route. You know, then you look in this country here and see where all the influence has been coming in on on the. Uh, on climate change and environmental issues, uh, it's just scary. So if you want to see a scary yeah. movie, <laughs> come to Cottage Grove Monday, uh, the 18th uh, at 6.30 and watch a very scary movie. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. So <laughs> I want to circle back around, though, because we we got about 15 minutes left in the show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we originally brought you on to talk about Rally Around the Flag. The Oregon Citizens Lobby is, is sounds fascinating. We'll have to have you back on regularly to talk about some bills here um, as, as the legislature starts ramping up for the 2017 session. But uh, one more time, let's, let's talk about um, the specifics of Rally Around the Flag and, and uh, you know who's going to be speaking and, and what the subjects are, where it is, what time. Does it cost anything? Oh, hey, Bobby got the most important part. It's a free event. You know, uh, we're very fortunate. One of our 
uh, co- the Oregon Coalition uh, affiliates is FreedomWorks, and they've been very good about uh, uh, sponsoring our, our rally for the last two years. Uh, three years, gosh, it's been three years. Uh, they've, they've been sponsoring this event every year. Uh, we do it in Cottage Grove uh, because it is a central location between north and south. Uh, again, it's, it's, uh, the date is July 30th. Uh, it's, it's free admission. It's 10 to 4, and it's at the Western Oregon Exposition Fairgrounds in Cottage Grove. It's right next to the Speedway. Uh, we again, we're having uh, it's a chance to have groups come together and set up a table with their their information. We have quite a few uh, tables already out. I think there's over 20 something tables out now. Uh, we fill up the whole the whole building with tables and information that you just you won't see anywhere else unless you're out there looking in Facebook pages and looking at these groups. Uh, you know the uh, our, our Oregon Liberty Coalition uh, website uh, lists all the affiliates on there, has their links to their uh, their Facebook pages, their whatever communication social networking they use, and there are still groups that don't use social networking. They use email only, but uh, there are contact information there for them. Uh, they're all over the state. Uh, again, we're at 1030. We're, we're having uh, Doyle Shamley, who's from Apache County. And it's uh, they were able to uh, have their county take over the, the management of the force. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested in see how, how he actually accomplished that. Uh, I understand it was by creating a resolution and going to an ordinance and and using the jurisdiction that they have uh, as being elected by their constituents uh, uh, for their welfare, health and welfare. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to be fascinated to, to hear about that and if I get a chance to talk to Doyle about um, the legal, um, how the counties are set up legally under the state in Arizona and whether how much that differs from Oregon and whether that might make a difference of our ability to duplicate that here in Oregon or not. Um, you know, we're, we are a home rule state where there is a home rule charter available to counties, but uh, only nine counties are actually have adopted home rule charters. Lane County is one of them, but I don't know if um, Apache County and, and, and Arizona, how they are legally set up uh, between each other. Counties are fascinating legal entities stretching back to, uh, uh, you know, England when they were actually, you know, set up for, uh, you know, where you had a magistrate and a sheriff set up in different regions of the kingdom there to uh, administrate locally the, the king's rules. <laughs> and, uh, and they've grown from being a subdivision of a larger government to having some self-governance and every state has a little bit different legal um, structure and how how autonomous and and um, powerful counties are so it'll be interesting to hear from from Doyle how that might differ in Arizona and whether that might make a difference in our ability to execute a similar strategy or not but yeah, I could, you know, it would be interesting to see, you know, Lane County um, managing our federal forest versus um, the BLM, the Sayusla National Forest, Willamette National Forest, and Umpqua. Um, yeah. We, yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot to think lot. about those things. <laughs> yep, yeah. So it would be very interesting. It would be, be a fascinating topic to, to, to look into. Uh, I know that... Um, Baker County in Oregon has had some success, at least in um, inserting themselves in the planning process through um, uh, consultation and coordination. And, and they don't necessarily um, manage the federal lands, but they've at least gotten themselves a stronger position in um, uh, developing the, the uh, planning documents where the, the federal government has to coordinate their um, their forest plans with this, the county's resource plan, um, and it, it's it's uh, an interesting thing that Baker County's been able to set up out there. So I wonder, 
how much different um, Apache County's methods are to what Baker County's been trying to do and um, always looking for a way to try and break that because definitely um, our services in Lane County have suffered as we've gone through a 93% reduction in federal uh, forest funding over the last uh, 15 years. It, you, know, you see it in the fact that we barely have 24-hour sheriff's patrol out in our rural areas. Um, you know, our roads are starting to deteriorate, and you know, you don't see the the sides of the roads being mowed very often. And it just there's all sorts of impacts and the lack of local control over that. Not to mention the waste of resources when it goes up in smoke. Um, in a forest fire because we're not managing it actively. So, yeah, very much looking forward a, to hearing what... And we probably take that back to the spotted owl. Yeah. Pretty much so. I mean, that's, uh, that was pretty much when they put that on the on the endangered species uh, uh, without, without any regard of, of actual facts of the bird. And that's really... Well, that was one of the areas I looked into when I first started, that was my first research thing. Was uh, was the the forest and what was happening uh, with uh, that area of the spotted owl, and it was really sad. I saw, uh, even though the internet wasn't very big back in those days, I, I found a few few places where the wives were just crying, "Help us, help us!" Now look look at the rest of the look at the rest of us now. We're just in, in pretty bad straits over it. <laughs> another angry issue back to the rally you know I, I think we're really gonna have a great combination with on the panelists I mean I'm, I'm just so stoked that we have we have this quality people that are, that are, are so familiar I mean uh, Loma Warden knows Doyle Shambley uh, she she will be a, a, a light pointed on some of these things that that we can put into the Oregon perspective, and that's what I really wanted this, the rally to to portray was let's get it down, like you said, from Arizona's issues to Oregon. How does it fit? Is there is there is there a match that we can work with? I'm just so stoked that you know Phaser uh, and you'll be there you know, having commissioners. I've invited all I've invited all the commissioners to come in. I hope they have a chance to to come in and and, and listen to this and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great event. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it looks like a great set of pan. You know, the panelists there. Um, you know, Senator Bart Sugar is 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 a really uh, good legislator, uh, thoughtful. I, I've met him before, and um, you know, you got you know Jack Atkins from Freedom Works, Holly Swanson, who yeah, I've met Holly personally at a couple events uh, when she was first um, mm-hmm. promoting her book. Uh, set up and sold out, and uh, yeah, she's. I think uh, we're both at that event <laughs> on the steps, right? Yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah, she's pr- pretty dynamic, and uh, and uh, about the the whole the green movement and how it's it's gotten into our education system. Um, but I, I think you know what what's interesting and what I like about your rally, um, it's not just about you know complaining about the federal government. You're actually trying to focus on solutions to these issues of federal overreach in your in, in not only who you chose as your featured speaker, but your panel is going to be discussing that also. Um, you know, it, it, it's really easy for people to identify problems or or and complain about them. The hard parts when you start talking about how do you fix it, and I really appreciate that your rally is getting into how do you fix it. Yep, that's what we want. Let's fix it. Yep, and I think I, you know, I think it's also reflected in your uh, Oregon citizens lobby. Um, you guys aren't just complaining; you're actually out there trying to help fix the problem by providing information and directing citizens' lobbying efforts. Yeah, um, one of the things about the Oregon citizens lobby too is the team leader is that that we try our best to go to the 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 author of, of the of the legislation they whoever submitted it we go back to them to find out what was your intent on this you know good or bad you know what was your intent you know sometimes when we have a question on 
on how that bill is put together. And so we actually go to them and ask them, what is going on? The same thing we have, we have uh, when we send out an alert, we ask our volunteers to do the same thing. Contact your, your legislator. Ask him what he thinks of it. You know, is that good or bad? Uh, unfortunately, we, you know, we're, we're too partisan at times. Uh, I have a difficult time talking to mine because uh, we don't agree on all things. Uh, but I do talk to our representative, and uh, usually I get an answer one way or the other. Uh, not that I like the answers, but but it's, I think it's important that we get involved. Uh, something like Franklin Graham said, it says, uh, pray, vote, and get engaged. I think that's, that's yeah. the, the whole message. And if yeah. everybody were, were to say, hey, wait a minute, this is really affecting my life. I think it's time I took a look at what was going on. I just hope people will do that. Uh, wake up. Yeah, and, and you know it, it. It does have to be nonpartisan, you know, because I've worked with many of the legislators, and in order to get stuff done, you have to work with both parties. And what I try and do is find a place where we can agree on something that doesn't violate either of our principles. Yeah. You know, so if, I, if I'm steered by my core principles. And I find a place where I can actually agree. And I, you know, I've worked with Val Hoyle several times on legislation. I've even worked with Floyd Brzezanski on certain pieces. It's where we can find agreement that doesn't violate our, either of our principles. We can work together towards making this a better place. So before we, uh, Check out, I want to go one more time. Let's go over all the pertinence on, on the uh, rally around the flag so that folks out there can have this beat in their head. So let's, let's go right down to that date, date, time, and uh, cost of admission and yeah, where it is. There's no, okay, there's no cost of admission, of course. Uh, uh, there's plenty of parking. It's July 30th. Uh, it'll be uh, end of the month. Uh, Last Saturday of July, uh, be from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and it's at the Western Oregon Exposition Fairgrounds in Cottage Grove. It's right next to the Speedway. That's how you find it. Um, mm-hmm. title, our, our title is uh, Preserve Our Rights and Solutions, uh, and we're having uh, Doyle Shamley from Apache County, Arizona, come in to talk about how a county can use its knowledge of jurisdiction to take control over forest lands because they didn't. So that was, that's why we really wanted him. <laughs> they had something that actually worked. Uh, and we have Freedom Works coming in. They're, they're a sponsor of the event, uh, and they'll be talking about uh, a regulatory action center that will send out alerts on things to contact uh, specific legislators. They're a lot national, uh, but we do they do work uh, locally with us uh, in Oregon. Uh, then we have Holly Swanson. She's an author, set up and sold out, training for treason. Uh, uh, she's a oh, dynamic speaker. And then we have at 2 o'clock we'll have the land issues panel uh, with moderator Mark Ash Anderson from uh, I Spy Radio. And we have fantastic folks. Rob Taylor from Coos County Watchdog, Luma Wharton from Liberators, Ron Smith from Josephine County, Paloma Grange, and Senator Herman Bartschneger, Grants Pass, Nick Smith, Healthy Forests, Healthy Communities. Check out his website. It's excellent. And Faye Stewart, uh, our Lane County Commissioner. Well, that sounds really great, Bob. And I want to really thank you for being uh, my guest today here on the Bose Nose Show. And uh, we'll be talking again, I'm sure, uh, in the future about the Oregon Citizens Lobby. But I'm looking forward to attending the uh, rally around the flag there, the third one in Cottage Grove on July 30th from 10 to 4 p.m. at the Western Oregon Exposition Fairgrounds in Cottage Grove. So thank you very much, Bob. Um, have a good evening, and, and thank you for being my guest. Okay, thank you, Jay. And that's going to just about wrap it up for the Bose Nose Show for this edition. Uh, next week, there's a transportation hearing here in Eugene that I am going to actually be testifying at. So I'm going to try and squeeze the Bosnose show in between a couple events uh, if we can work out the technical details. And we might actually be broadcasting live. So 
We will talk to you next week. Thank you and good night.